Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we'll be learning how to really read the Bible. Sadly, reading the Bible seems to be a lost art these days. But when we take the time to study God's Word on a regular basis, we build up habits and spiritual discipline that can draw us into the presence of God. So today, Rabbi Schneider is going to explain why diving into the Scriptures, it shouldn't be viewed as obligation, but an opportunity for fellowship with the Father. Our study is titled, He is All We Need. And here's Rabbi Schneider with a lesson designed to refresh and renew our souls. We're in a devotional study of Psalm number 23. Most of us know Psalm number 23, probably the most famous Psalm in the entire Bible. But what I am concentrating today is taking each verse of this Psalm and making application for our personal lives. It's really critical if we wanna get the most out of scriptures to prayer read when we're praying the scripture. We're gonna be picking up today in verse number four. But just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about today, let's just talk for a second about verse number one. I want to describe this devotional concept of prayer reading. Hear God's word, Psalm number 23, verse one. David begins, the Lord is my shepherd. See, generally what we do when we're reading the Bible, we just go from one verse to the next verse. But a better way to read scripture devotionally is to go one verse at a time, and stop after each verse and then pray that verse, prayer read. So for example, verse number one, the Lord is my shepherd. And then we stop and we just consider that, Lord, what does it mean that you're my shepherd? And Father, I just feel your spirit on my heart when I read that because David said that you are his shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Help me to know, Jesus, that you're not just the great shepherd, but help me to know, Jesus, that you're my shepherd. And then each verse that we read, we do the same thing. He goes on, I shall not want. We might pray, Father God, thank you that because you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory, I will never need anything as it pertains to life and godliness because you give me everything I'll need. I'll never be walking in a place of lack. Now that isn't to say that there aren't seasons that we go through that we have to pray about things. But at the end of the day, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. And then we begin to just thank God that he's these things to us. And we begin to say, thank you, Father God, that you are my shepherd. Thank you, Father God, that you lead me and you guide me, that you discipline me to keep me on the right path. And Father, thank you that I shall not want that you will take care of me in life, that you will supply all my needs. And you know, as we're on this concept now of devotional prayer reading, as we're focusing on Psalm 23, I want to just bring one other general application, and that is this. If you will make the first part of your day a time that's set aside for you to be with God, if you'll put him first before checking your emails, before looking at your text, before making phone calls, if you'll give that first part of your day for God, the rest of your day 
will be more blessed. You see, it's the simple law of first fruits. We see it all through the Bible, that God always wants our first and our best. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Get it? The law of first fruits, seek first the kingdom of God. This would apply to everything. It applies to our time. We give God the first part of our time. It applies to our days. In other words, when we're waking up in the morning, we give him the first part of the day. It applies to our finances. We give God the first of our finances. It applies to our talents. We give him the first in our talents, not to spend on ourselves or the world, but Father, I wanna give you the talent that you gave me to serve you back. I want my life to be used for your kingdom and your glory. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else will be added unto you. And so I want to encourage you as we're talking about prayer reading to make a discipline in your life by the grace of God to wake up in the morning and give God the first part of your day. And I want to encourage you even right now to covenant with him on this. Begin tomorrow morning and make a covenant with God that you can legitimately keep And don't ever make an exception for yourself. Don't ever say, oh, I didn't have time today because as soon as you make an exception, the whole discipline falls apart. Everybody can do this. It's better to start somewhere and build on it than to do nothing. And it's better to choose a goal that you can keep than to bite off something too big that you'll be able to follow through with. So do something that you can truly keep. Make no excuses for yourself not to do it. And every single day, beloved, for the rest of the year, and then you'll recovenant with them for the following year, but I'm just putting a timeline on it because a lot of times when you put a timeline on a goal, it makes it easier to follow through with because you know specifically when it's gonna end. So make a covenant right now. You're gonna say, God, from now on, I'm gonna give you the first part of the day. I'm gonna sit before you. I'm gonna wait before you. I'm gonna read through the word. And pick a book of the Bible that grabs you, whether it's the Psalms, whether it's the Gospel of John. Maybe it's going to be different portions at different times. And when you read it, take one verse at a time. And when a verse stands out, when you feel a weight on a verse, then stop. The goal isn't just to keep reading to see how much you can read. The goal is to encounter God. The goal is to be refreshed in His presence. So what you do then is when you are reading and all of a sudden a verse stands out or a verse touches your heart somehow, then you stop and you pray about it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He restores my soul. We begin to pray, Lord, I need to be restored in my soul. Lord, I ask you to lead me today to be refreshed and restored in your presence. Jesus, lead me today to some type of green pasture in your spirit. I need to be refreshed today. Let me drink Jesus from the rivers of living water that will restore my soul. And then thank him, thank you, Jesus, that your river of living water is in me. Refresh me today, I praise you, Jesus, that you're gonna touch me today that you're gonna do something supernaturally in my life today, that you're gonna touch my soul by your spirit today and bring restoration to me. Our walk in the spirit as it relates to our emotions is always gonna be changing, meaning that one day you'll wake up in the morning and you're gonna feel completely alive to God. You're gonna wake up feeling in a good mood. You're gonna have joy. You're gonna have faith and it's gonna be real easy to follow this discipline that you made. Some days you're gonna wake up as you're following through on this discipline and you're gonna feel refreshed. It's gonna be easy, you're gonna have faith. 
Other days you'll wake up and you won't even know why, and you're gonna feel sad, you're gonna feel lonely, you're gonna feel depressed, you're gonna feel empty, and you know what? It doesn't matter because feelings come and go and we can't always control what we feel. It's like the weather outside. One day you wake up and the sun is shining, the next day you wake up and maybe it's cloudy and it's raining. You can't control the weather and neither can we control all our feelings or our emotions. What we can control, beloved, is what we decide to do with our will. You see, God never commanded us to feel a certain way. He commanded us to choose or to will. In other words, God never said, I command you to feel this way every day. But what he did command us to do was to choose to follow him, to choose to obey him, to choose to pick up our cross, deny ourselves and follow him. So I want to encourage you today. Jesus said, whosoever will, he didn't say whosoever feels. So don't let your feelings get you off track. Don't give in to your feelings because you can't control them. Don't let your feelings define who you are because you may start out the day feeling really sad and by the middle of the day, you're feeling fantastic. So I'm just simply saying that as you are following through with this discipline, don't let the fact that some days you feel depressed or empty or feel a lack of faith or don't feel like doing it or feel like it's doing no good, don't let those feelings stop you from simply following through on your commitment. You see, the scripture tells us that bodily discipline, Paul tells us, is profitable. Bodily discipline is profitable. In other words, when you discipline yourself to exercise, that's really profitable. If you discipline your eating habits, that's really profitable. Paul said, Bodily discipline is profitable, but he said, spiritual discipline, he said, is much more profitable because he said, spiritual discipline has benefits not only for this age, but also in the age to come. And so he said, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And what I'm describing to you right now is spiritual discipline. And if discipline, Paul said, is important for things of the earthly nature, he said it's even more important for things in the spirit nature. And so I'm asking you right now, will you bow your knee with me to covenant with me before Father God, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and in the presence of his angels to say, Lord, I know that what Rabbi is saying is true. I know it's your heart. Father, I know it's your word. I know, Jesus, that I need to be waking up in the morning and before I greet anybody else, I need to greet you. Before talking to my mom or dad, my husband, my wife, my children, my friend, I need to start out, Lord, talking to you. I need to put you first. Just like that woman that Elijah went to put you first. And as a result of that, experienced fullness in her life. And Father, there really are no excuses for following through with this. And I wanna covenant with you right now that from now on, I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna give you the first part of your day. Let's just do it together. We're gonna to actually make a covenant with Father through the grace of God. The grace of God was given, beloved, that you could obey him. You can do this. Father God, I want you just to repeat after me. Father God, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare right now that beginning immediately, I'm gonna give you the first part of my day. Father, by your grace, I will follow through from here going forward. I'm gonna spend 
undistracted time with you. Father God, I love you. And I know that as I do this, that my experience in your love is going to grow richer and deeper, and you're going to become more real to me. Thank you, Father, that you said, if I would seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, that everything else would be added unto me. Father, from now on, I'm going to seek you first every morning in Jesus' name and for Jesus' fame. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will continue our teaching right after he shares a special message to our partners. I want to take a special opportunity to thank those of you that are monthly partners with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Without our monthly partners, we could have never done what we did back in March of 2023 when we launched the Taking the Rainbow Back movement, which touched people all over the globe. I just received a testimony today from a man that lived in homosexuality for 25 years, thanking us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus for taking a stand, for clarifying God's truth, and for helping people that needed hope find hope and find an answer in him. Thank you, my monthly partners. We appreciate you. You're making a difference for the kingdom of God. Amen. And if this has touched you, please consider partnering with us. And now let's get back to the message once again. I'm picking up now in verse number four. Hear the word of God. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Do you know, as we look around the world today, we can see death everywhere. You know, we drive on the road, we see horrendous car accidents. We hear of people being assaulted. We hear of famines going on in different places. We hear of people getting cancer, dying of heart attacks. We hear, beloved, of death taking place on every side. Do you know what the scripture says? We don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to be afraid of evil. We don't have to be afraid of death. The Lord said, don't fear what the world fears. The Lord said, you fear me and dread me alone. And he said, and I will become a sanctuary for you. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know what, beloved one? If there's anything that you're afraid of, God said, you don't have to be afraid of it. If there's anything in your life that you're fearing, I want you to know right now, God wants you to rise up and break that fear off you. You do not have to be afraid. Over a hundred times, the scripture tells us, do not be afraid. Jesus said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Be of good courage. Fear is an enemy of our soul. Fear does not come from God. The Lord told us, don't fear what man can do to you but fear him that's able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The only one to fear is God. Any other fear is from the devil. In fact, the book of Revelation said, fear is for the unbelieving. Rather, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that the lake of fire is for the fearful and unbelieving. I want to encourage you right now, if there's something in your life, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Maybe you're afraid of getting sick. Maybe you're afraid of growing old. It could be a million different things. Maybe you're afraid for your children. Maybe you're afraid about a relationship that you're in. Whatever it is that you're afraid of right now, 
I want to ask you just to stand up. I know this is kind of participatory today, but you know, listening to a sermon should be more oftentimes than just listening to a sermon. You should be engaged with God because my goal in ministering to you, beloved, is not just that you would hear a sermon, but that you would be engaged with God so that God can work in your life. So listen, if there's something you're afraid of right now, I just want you to stand up in your heart and I want you to declare after me, Father God, I realize like David that I am to fear no evil. Father, I confess that I have a spirit like David, that you have not given me a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love and power and a sound mind, that Jesus, you commanded me not to be afraid. And right now, I go on the offense against this fear in my life. Satan, I reject you, and whatever that fear is, speak to it. Jesus said, say to that mountain, be moved and cast into the sea. Believe in your heart, and nothing shall be impossible for you, and the mountain will be moved. Speak to that fear right now. Say, fear of cancer, I break you off my life in Jesus' name. I hate you. You have no part in me. Fear of running out of money, you're a liar. I thank you, God, that you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Satan, I break your power off my life. Whatever that fear is, speak to it right now in Jesus' name. Fear of dying, you're a liar. Thank you, King Jesus, that you told me that because I believe in you, I will never die because you are the resurrection of my life. I break off me right now the fear of death in Jesus' name. David said, Lo, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, he said, for thou art with me. I want you to know that because Jesus is with you and with me, we don't ever have to be afraid. We have to recognize, beloved, that fear is our enemy. It's not to be tolerated. It's not to be accepted. David said, lo, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, and I will fear no evil. Say it with me. I will fear no evil. Say it with me again. I will fear no evil. Like David, beloved, God wants us to have the heart of a warrior. Jesus said in Revelation that he was the offspring of David. David was a man after God's own heart. And you know what? I know that many of you that are watching are people, men and women, after God's own heart. And you know what? To fear is not fitting for people that are after God's heart because you know what? He doesn't want us to be afraid. The Bible said that perfect love casteth out fear. When we believe that God loves us perfectly and that because He loves us perfectly, He knows every detail of our lives, that his right hand is upholding us, that he's not gonna let us fall, that he's gonna provide for every need, that his angels are surrounding us and protecting us, and we don't ever have to be afraid because we are the children of the Father. He loves you, beloved one. You can say with David, I will fear no evil in Jesus' name. 
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and another straightforward and authentic message from Rabbi Schneider. You know, seeing people from all over the world come to faith, it really gets us excited. And that's the heart behind this ministry. And it's the heart behind everything we do here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. It's your faithful prayers and it's your monthly financial support that provides the resources that we need to power this global mission. Your generous contributions keep this program on the air, and they enable us to continue providing these messages to men and women who need a word of encouragement. And our faithful monthly partners also allow us to extend our outreach and touch lives in nearly every corner of the globe. This includes television. We're reaching Israel, Russia, the Middle East, and Ukraine, and so many other places with the gospel. And we would love for you to reach out today and become a monthly partner. Rabbi? It's important for us to examine ourselves. The scripture tells us to examine ourselves to make sure that we're walking in the faith. And I know that one of the ways in my life that I examine myself is, am I fully obedient? Am I fully offering myself, my life, as a sacrifice to the Lord? And it affects every area, right? It affects the way we talk, it affects our actions, and it also affects what we do with our finances. Beloved, giving to ministries that are preaching the gospel is an important spiritual principle. Paul says that we should support those that are going out for the sake of the truth. If you believe in discovering the Jewish Jesus, if you've developed an appreciation for this ministry, would you become a monthly partner with us? This is Monthly Partner Month. I want to ask you, if the Holy Spirit is just knocking at the door of your heart right now about this, please take action. This is the month to do it. Beloved, thank you for your love. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for financially supporting this ministry. You will be blessed because, beloved, it's better to be a giver than a receiver. If God is calling you to become a monthly partner right now, please sign up at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. If you prefer, you can also become a monthly partner when you call us at 800-777-7835. And as our way of saying thank you for taking this step, we'll send you our latest newsletter. It's filled with additional teaching from rabbi and letters of encouragement like this one that we received from a monthly partner in Florida. She says, I praise God for what rabbi is doing all over the world in his crusades, winning souls for Christ. And I'm so blessed to contribute to the salvation of these people, all of whom I'll meet in heaven. Being a monthly partner to your ministry is a blessing because the rewards are eternal. And then there's also this note from Faith who connected with us on Facebook. She says, Rabbi Schneider, I love this ministry. It's an absolute honor to connect and partner with you. I believe the word to be true that the Lord will bless those who bless Israel and curse those that curse Israel. And I just wanna be a part of those in the blessing business. I thank God for your faithful dedication to all people across the world. To God be all the glory. Thank you again for allowing me to be a part of this great ministry. Thank you indeed. Once again, to become a monthly partner with us, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or you can call 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with a special and sacred blessing that's designed to invoke God's grace and his peace over our lives. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man, the words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. 
So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh, 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 the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider continues our series titled, He is All We Need. That's Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.